When I was a kid I was always the last kid picked up by the bus driver to go to school. One day I was waiting for the bus by myself and a bus with no kids pulled up. The bus driver smiled and told me to hop on. I just had a bad feeling. I said where are the other kids? He said we will go get them now. Just get on. He got more and more pushy but didn't do anything crazy. I just kept saying no and he shrugged and left. Story 2. In a cold winter night in a remote village from Quebec, Canada, in 1990, me and my two brothers were asleep. We were one, three, and six years old. In the middle of the night, someone entered our house without knocking walked around and was talking to himself. Our house is two miles from the village, in a rural area. My father woke up, went to the living room where the guy was. He had a car accident one mile from their house with his buddy who died instantly, and his scalp fell in front of his face. So the first time my father saw him, he saw a man with no face. He was drunk and his body was frozen. He was speaking to himself, Jevi's Morir, Jevi's Morir, which means I'm gonna die. The fact that his face was partially frozen might have saved his lives, preventing him to losing too much blood. My father took him to the hospital at 25 kilometers from their house by car. He did survive. To this day, my father is still blessing the fact that we never woke up during the night with all the noise. Story 3 I was an RA in a dorm for two years in college. A girl who had been having stress issues finally snapped. She was found by someone in a dark stairwell. I was in an older dorm. Circa 1887, so there were plenty of nooks and crannies. By the time she was found she had already torn out over half of her hair and had eaten it. She just kept on saying, I just need a haircut, in a perfectly normal voice. It took six of us and the police sedating her to finally get her strapped down to an ambulance gurney. To this day I can't forget how powerful she was. She couldn't have weighed over 120 pounds, 
yet she had this sort of superhuman ability to rip her arms away to tear out another clump of hair and stuff it into her mouth, all with a perfectly straight face. Story 4 This isn't something I heard from my kid's room but it was something creepy heard over a baby monitor. I did at home care for a little while, and there was this one client I had a couple of years ago. The lady I assisted had dementia, and she was just at the point where the good days were fading. We had a baby monitor in her room so we could hear when she was waking up. I'll go ahead and mention that we also had bells pinned to her sheets so that when she was trying to get up on her own, fall risk, we would hear the bells jingle. It was common to hear her down in her room talking to that man. Asking who are you? And what is it? To an empty room. One evening her and I were in the living room together by ourselves, and I heard the bells start jingling on their own over the baby monitor. There was no ceiling fan, the AC heat wasn't running, no windows were open. I always had bad feelings in her house, with things like cabinets opening and one really creepy time where it's sounding like footsteps coming down the hallway which really scared me. I'm honestly glad I will never have to go into that house again. Story 5 I was driving on some country roads at 1 a.m. with my buddy one night in the summer. Come up to a one-lane, old, rickety bridge at the bottom of a valley. The bridge is also next to an old bar that now sits abandoned and is frequently vandalized, so it's already sketchy. Pull onto the bridge and there is a car waiting on the other side. At first we thought nothing of it. If a car is on the bridge you have to sit there and wait your turn to cross. But here's where it gets spooky. My friend and I get closer and closer to the car, but something is wrong. We see a white glove waving at us at about halfway to the other side. As we are almost across the bridge we see that the person waving his white glove has an expressionless mask on. Needless to say, we freak the FCK out as we have to slowly weave around the car and stare face to face with the person still waving. Drive off, scared shless, but have to take the same road back. We get to the bottom of the hill, 
car is still there, but there is no one inside. We kinda look around for a second before we get of there and we haven't been back. Story 6. This happened to a friend of mine. It's a Sunday. She comes home to her apartment from running errands around 1 p.m. She was in med school at this time. So she pretty much parked herself at the kitchen table and studied for the next 5-6 HRS. She's sitting there and looks up to see a dude casually stroll out of her bedroom. No other entrances, she's sitting by the front door, so he's been there the entire time she has been home. He pauses at the doorway to her kitchen, between her and the door. She basically froze. Then her phone rang and kind of startled both of them. She ran to get the phone, he ran out the door. She moved and got an enormous dog. Story 7 this happened to a friend of mine a few years ago when he and his wife were hiking in the Gold Coast hinterland in Queensland, Australia. After a good day's hike they stopped at the rest stop to use the bathroom before heading back to the car. The bathrooms at the rest stop were compost toilets, so the block of toilets were positioned on top of a large tank. The waste goes in the tank and breaks down naturally, and in the winter months often shoots a blast of cool air up the bum of anyone using them. My friend's wife went to use the ladies while he waited outside, but she'd not been in there long when he heard her scream and rush out of the toilet. It's Australia so there are many reasons for running out of a bush toilet screaming, snakes, spiders, drop bears, Yvonne Milot but this one takes the cake. There's a man in the toilet. My friend was confused. His wife explained to him that she'd gone to the loo, and after she'd finished she'd looked into the tank. Come on, you know morbid curiosity would get the better of you too, and there submerged in liquid poop, she saw a bald man staring up at her. He didn't believe her, but she was adamant he go look, so he went into the ladies and with the flashlight from his iPhone he illuminated the poop pool to get a better look. He couldn't see anything but she was certain there was someone hiding in the tank watching people use the toilet.
as they were leaving and still arguing about it when they were approached by a man. Excuse me, but did you see something weird in the toilet? My friend's wife answered yes, the man replied was it a man, dot. He and his girlfriend had been hiking the weekend before and his girlfriend had seen the same thing. They all ran back up to the toilets for a second look. When they reached the door they heard a sound from behind the toilet block. My friend and their new acquaintance went around the back of the toilet block to check it out while his wife looked in the tank from the bowl. At the back of the tank the top hatch had been opened. The bolt and chain had been removed and a telltale brown smudge seemed to suggest someone had slid down the back of the tank and taken off into the bush. Story 8 I had just moved into my first apartment and was in the process of moving in. The door that led into my apartment locks itself automatically when closed. So, I was going to the entrance of the apartment complex to get my mail while talking on the phone with my boyfriend. I returned to my apartment and sat on the bed while opening the mail while using the phone. I dropped the phone on the floor and it landed under the bed so I had to lie on the floor and stretch for it. I saw something that caught my eye. There was someone under my bed. My eyes widened and I choked the urge to scream. The person under my bed was lying still with his back towards me and his head to his chest, so I couldn't see his face. And he didn't see me, trying to be rational while so many thoughts rushed through my head. I picked up the phone, said sorry I dropped my phone. I'm just gonna take a shower and call you back. The bathroom is right by my bed so I hastily walked in, quietly locked the door, turned the shower on, jumped out my window, my apartment is on the first floor, and called the police. They told me to wait nearby but to go to across the street and see if anyone comes out the door to the apartment complex. This was during summer and it was still light out. I placed myself across the street, hiding behind a car while watching my open bathroom window and the entry door. I called my boyfriend and he came to me just before the police. I gave them my keys and they went inside. 
Only moments later two cops came out holding a thin and tired looking man. His eyes looked crazy, but he didn't try to get away. The policeman that had stood beside me and comforted me while the police searched through my house, I was a mess, shivering and crying, told me that the man stood outside my bathroom door with one of my kitchen knives waiting for me to come out. This man had somehow crept in my entry door while I was getting my mail and hid under the bed. The man that was trying to hurt me turned out to be a homeless person and was placed in a mental hospital. My boyfriend moved in with me the very next day. Story 9 if you've ever been to Portland or you know that our public transportation system is pretty nice and the MAX system has a tram that runs between the airport and the city center until fairly late at night. I was coming home from seeing my family at Christmas and my flight came in very late so I was lucky enough to catch the last Max home. Because it was so late it was just me, and a guy who looked homeless sitting a few seats ahead of me. He was sleeping with his head against the window. I paid little attention to him but noticed his head lolling around and wondered if he was wasted. Anyway, we get to the city center and there are cops waiting there because apparently the homeless guy sitting in front of me is being escorted off the tram. Airport security had tried to get him off before and thought he was ignoring them and refusing to move. And that's when both the cops and me find out that the guy had been dead the whole time. He had overdosed at some point before the Max had even arrived at the airport we had been riding on that dark midnight ride alone together with one of us fairly deceased. Story 10 when I was younger I used to sleep over my best friend's house a lot. He has an enormous, old house which is also quite beautiful. One night, I woke up and went up these long stairs to the bathroom while it was all really dark and I can't start to describe the noises I heard while I was in the bathroom. I heard steps right outside the door. Heard someone scratching the door and I thought this must be my friend pranking me, so I went and opened the door. Nothing, absolutely nothing. The noises stopped suddenly as soon as I opened it. 
I slept in the bathroom that night and recently told my friend now that we are older what happened and he told me they had their house purged a year ago due to weird things happening, especially with his little sister. To be honest, I don't believe in ghosts nor anything of that kind but that event was a complete horror. Story 11 My grandfather told me this story about how one time he was sitting in a chair in front of the house when he heard his wife repeatedly calling him from inside the house. The thing is, my grandmother passed away a few years before that. But he told me that the voice was so pressing that he actually got up to look inside the house. And as soon as he got inside he heard a loud crash behind him and turned around to see that the chair he has been sitting in moments ago had been crushed by the cast iron gutter that fell on it. If he didn't. If he didn't come inside the house he would have probably been seriously injured. Every time I think about it, it sends chills down my spine.